0: I'm your host, Carl Hikera, and this is episode number 85, for your pleasure. And this is the beginning of the next stage of the journey that Mike Hill and I are doing called Darkness Weaves. Um, we just finished um, working through In a Lonely Place by Carl Edward Wagner, and now we are moving on to the Kane stories and novels. Um, we're going by the, uh, pretty much only real way that anybody can read Kane right now, which is, um, some, uh, versions on Kindle that you can get. They're very horrible covers, but, um, very affordable and, uh, you can read them on there. So we're just working our way through those from book one to book six. So book one starts with the story undertow, which is what we're covering today. So yes, we talk about the story and Cain and all that kind of stuff. And um, it was a good conversation, as always, with Mike. And uh, I'm excited to to get into this next stage of uh, Carl Edward Wagner and, and get into the Cain stories, which are, of course, a kind of uh, his version of a sword and sorcery, I guess you could say. They're not really um, like uh, traditional sword and sorcery, but it's set in that kind of world. Uh, definitely... Inspired by Conan and uh, Elric of Bone and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, so, yes, yeah, that's, what's, that's what's going on this week uh, for this episode. The next episode of this week is going to be uh, um, all about, uh, should be about phantoms. Um, although we're having uh, some difficulty. So, we're going to get a Horror Hotel episode on Thursday. Uh so yeah. Should be about phantoms, although we might need to move things around a little bit. Uh we'll see. And um and what else? Yeah. If that doesn't happen, then it'll be swapped around. There'll be a different episode and Phantoms will come out next week. Um, but uh so that's what's going on. Um I'm gonna get into uh the plugs and then we'll get into right into the episode. So of course my kill is of course the uh Horseman of the Podcast Apocalypse, which is um, our gang of podcasters, so to say, and every other Monday you have uh, Horror Wolf Six 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 with Brandon Legion. Every Tuesday you have Into the Necrosphere of Jackie Schmidt. Every uh, did I miss? no? Every Tuesday you have Into the Necrosphere, with Jackie Schmidt. Every Wednesday is Everything Went Black, of course, uh, Mike Hill's uh, flagship podcast, which uh, started it all and uh of course uh we share the series darkness weaves between the two podcasts obviously for everybody anybody who does not know and then Thursdays you have necromaniacs with uh Mike Hill, Mike Scandato and Jeff Kashid Fridays you have the artist formerly known as Break the Apocalypse now known as Spitball Media and the intermediate times when he has an episode to put out you got iblis manifestations with Cheyenne of Trivax uh yeah so that's that's the horseman. Please uh, spread the word, follow everybody, rate and like on uh, Spotify and whatever you're listening on. You know, please uh, please sp- uh, share share the episodes and spread the word and uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, spread the disease, so to say. Um, and follow everybody on social media. You can find me on Instagram at either my name or under Denver Underground Radio. Which is the online radio station that I run? Um, we have shows every Tuesday and Thursday live at Radio dot com, starting at nine p.m. Mount Standard Time, eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can uh, you can go on the website, to get more information, and uh, and uh, also tune in if you feel so um, inclined. And then on Instagram, you can see our, our set lists, and you can see all the stuff about the podcast as well, as well as getting uh, links to the Spotify playlist for the show as well. And then I uh, also wanted to shout out um, Mycelium Signal, uh, um, another associated podcast. He's not one of the horsemen with uh, Konstantin Toulonhovi. Uh Please go and check that podcast out as well on uh, YouTube and uh, Podbean uh he's got a lot of really good stuff and there's some great stuff coming up as well and uh finally i have a patreon patreon.com forward slash soul knox podcast two dollars a month and you can help support the podcast and you also get two to four bonus episodes a month so yeah uh please feel free to uh to sign up and uh help support the podcast if you if you feel feel desire to i definitely really greatly appreciate each and every one of the people who are who are on the Patreon is kind of the core, you know, the inner circle, uh, so to say, and um, yeah, so appreciate it. And uh, if you do join, you'll get a shout out on here on the main feed. So yes, now we're gonna get into the episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. And hail Satan. <laughs>
1: Stay with me because I love you And your beauty will not fade, Desoline. In time, you may understand Did you ever wonder at the loneliness of immortality? Have you wondered what must be in the thoughts of a man Cursed to wander through the centuries? A man doomed to a desolate, unending existence Feared and hated wherever men speak his name A man who can never know peace, whose shadow leaves ruin wherever he passes. A man who has learned that every triumph is fleeting, that every joy is transient. All that he seeks to possess is stolen away from him by the years. His empires will fall. His songs will be forgotten. His loves will turn to dust. Only the emptiness of eternity will remain with him. A laughing skeleton cloaked in memories to haunt his days and nights. For such a man as this, for such a curse as this, it is so terrible that he dares to use his dark wisdom to hold something which he loves. If a hundred bright flowers must wither and die in his hand, is it evil that he hopes to keep one, just one, blossom for longer than the brief instant that time has intended? even if the flower hated being torn from the soil would it make him wish to preserve its beauty any less
0: all right now we're we're back with darkness weaves and we're uh kicking off a whole new whole new whole new era of the pot of the, the series now we're getting into kane this is going to be uh, quite an undertaking
1: because there's a lot of material out there this this might take us the rest of our lives actually <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cause, yeah, we got, I mean, we got a lot. I mean, on uh, on Amazon, on the Kindle, I mean, there's six six books?
1: Yeah, six volumes of the collection of the Kane stories. And uh, I have to say, uh, with all of the hardcover, I mean, the hardcover, but the actual physical copies being out of print, the only thing that's available are these Kindle collections, which have the worst artwork I think I've ever seen
0: yeah i mean it, they make like they make like you know those horrible romance novel covers actually look pretty good in comparison you know what i mean like yeah they're like dead. they're like even worse than the worst romance novel you know it's horrible but it's the only way to uh to to do it so that's what we're doing so we're covering the first volume is night winds right that's what it's called
1: yeah that's the first volume and that's coincidentally uh there's a collection that collects it's a, like a a book that collects all of the short stories called Nightwinds too. And uh, there's, there's like a two volume set of that and Midnight Sun, which collects the novels. And that's out there for, uh, you know, it's out of print of course, but you can find it if you look really hard and you have like some cash saved up (laughs) to throw down, it's out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, unless you get lucky, you're definitely 250, 300 at the, at the least for that
1: yeah I I looked out finding Nightwinds um a physical copy for significantly less than that and it was actually in pretty good shape too
0: that's good yeah like yeah I mean hopefully these Kane stories get put put, put back in print but at least they are available at least you can get something like a Kindle edition you know twenty dollars and get all six and and uh give it a read at least on on your phone if nothing else you know what I mean
1: now before we get going, let's let's talk about who Kane actually is because we just finished up the um, in his Lonely Place, which was a collection of horror stories. And Kane is Wagner's um, foray into dark fantasy sword and sorcery. But Kane is kind of a different type of character than what you might come to think of. you know I mean most people are familiar with Conan, you know, and this kind of brawny swordsman sort of guy. But I think Cain is sort of sort of a, uh, a lot more than that. He's a swordsman, but he's also a, a magician and a philosopher, and a little bit more of an intellectual than say Conan or King Call or someone like that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely—I don't know if if it's ever clarified or not if he is the Cain, you know, from the Bible. But it, it it seems to be be pretty much hinted at that that, that you know he's been around, he's immortal, you know. He can. He's been around since the dawn of time, essentially wandering the earth, and uh, hasn't an, doesn't age, and you know, kind of stays the same. So he's had enough time to to master a lot of different stuff. So he's like a badass sorcerer and a badass swordsman, and you know, like I guess he fights with his left hand as well. We learned in this this first story that we read, and uh, and then he seems to be very very like strong too. On top of that, but. And uh, he's got red hair, and, and I guess bright blue eyes that make people afraid. Essentially, that's how he's described. He uh, he kind of strikes me as being, and he's also very more morally ambivalent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, kind, he's kind of he's kind of an antihero. Oh, well, he is an anti He's he's a little evil while being the hero at the same time. You know, which uh, does set him aside from from. Uh, Conan and uh as well you know what I mean
1: well this it's interesting that this story kicks off the uh chronology of uh, of Cain because uh it really speaks to something that is a big obstacle for someone who's immortal you know which of course is the um loneliness you know and if you live forever if you have lived for thousands of years and you've watched everyone die around you and everything crumble this 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 story really sets the tone for that kind of dilemma that someone who's immortal would face you know
0: yeah and the kind of amorality that that would also create in the sense that if you're in a in, if you're immortal and you've been around um you're eventually going to to long for that kind of connection of human but also lose it at the same time i think you'd probably lose that connection to humanity to a certain degree you know because just because you see them come and go and and everything which i think is a it's a, it's funny there's a similar type of type of thing and in, in like Nosferatu, the vampire the the werner herzog movie where he's talking about being alone and everything you know what i mean
1: also this kind of connects to like that polemic uh phrase uh you know do without do what thou wilt that is the whole of the law and the you know love is law love under will you know or this sort of that kind of uh individuality uh freedom of immortality but also just the st- structures of civilization sort of become irrelevant if you live forever but also in this story love is like the motivator you know in in the action in the story you know so it, it kind of connects a lot of different subtexts in this in the
0: story i think yeah the interesting thing about the cane i've read because before this i've read two other Kane stories and in one of them he it seems to be set at a time where he's more of an adventurer you know and he's and he's wandering around and he's like kind of an adventure character but then in the other one he's he's not even in the story until the final and you find out that he's it's like in, they're in an inn and you're hearing all these stories about him people these people talking all these stories and all of a sudden he shows up and murders he's like th- they're in a the room with them and he murders somebody or something like that like it seems like this story is kind of similar where kane is like uh character he said he's like motivating character of the story but he's also not in it that much you know it's mostly about him you know
1: yeah yeah definitely uh yeah actually before you go on i just want to like break down like where the story first appeared and everything so yeah. Uh, so this originally appeared in Whispers Ten, the August nineteen seventy seven edition, and Whispers uh, that that uh, periodical is what a lot of Wagner's material was published in there. Yeah, and of course that was edited by uh, Stuart David Schiff. Uh, it also appeared in the Year's Best Horror Stories uh, in nineteen seventy eight, and uh, it was included in a mammoth book of Frankenstein, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, the I think uh, I think I might have that actually. The um, this this isn't no even though this is the first in the collection and in the series technically, I don't think it's the very first Kane story though, is it? No, no, definitely yeah. not. It was someone assembled this order in a way that
1: I'm not sure how they assembled this, but this is like some kind of uh, deliberate uh, chronology. But this is not chronologically the first story, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's
0: not the first one he wrote, but it's just yeah. chronological. Uh, however, the night because that was that put together during his lifetime, or was it? That's
1: an excellent question, which I do not have the answer for. Whether okay. or, not, or not I know, some guy wrote a blog post about this, and I, you know how like, you know, in the in the nineties, like with the message boards and all that sort of stuff, until like the two thousands. Someone wrote some kind of, like, essay about Kane, the Cain stories, and I think that's how they assemble this chronology. You know, I mean, that's all hearsay. That's what I've read online somewhere, so I don't know if that's even true.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know, but it is. It's, it's how it is arranged, though. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, just obviously, like, the other thing about Cain, too, is that uh, it's very much on the horror side of things in a lot of ways. I feel like his stories are. I mean, some of them are more adventure stories, but you know, like sword sorcery stories. But but I feel like there's definitely a, a strong horror tinge to to all the stuff that I've heard, all the game stuff I've read so far.
1: Well, Undertale to me, this is straight up almost like a gothic horror tale.
0: It you know what I mean? Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's there's really no. I mean. You know, like you're saying there's there's some Kane stories where you have a lot of battles and like armies fighting each other and like sword play and adventure there really is no adventure in this it's all very atmospheric it's all um gothic uh undertones um it starts out you know the prologue is set in a necrotorium. you know very much like like once again connecting back to frankenstein um You know where there's this shadowy figure figures trying to buy the you know the the dead body of a recently deceased lady you know and to do some nefarious deed with the body you know so right off the bat it it very much is steeped in this kind of gothic like environment you know
0: yeah the uh and of course and much like with a lot of wagner stories um i had no idea where the story was going at all yeah especially <laughs> the I, first time you read it yeah first time i read it, i had no idea when we got to the end i was like I was pretty surprised i was like oh shit!" and and but it's all te- telegraphed at the beginning you know he's talking about this woman who hung herself and everything like that you know like you, you see you see that how that is important like to or, like telegraphed to later on in the story but the first time you read it you don't don't even don't even know what's going on you know
1: yeah so you know getting a little bit into the story it's um it's it there's a couple different timelines that they're that are being discussed in this thing you know there's like the prologue which is kind of in between the uh the one store one timeline and then like a more current timeline you know what yeah. i mean so there's three things and the prologue is kind of sandwiched between the two you know so like i were mentioning it starts off with um you know you're in a necratorium you know a morgue essentially and uh this cloaked figure shows up trying to buy purchase the body of like a recently you know suicide victim woman for some nefarious deed you know and that kind of trails off into what would be the next uh the first chapter of the story the first section of the story
0: yeah which is um you got like you're introduced to a ship's captain who Who's uh, crew has left him and and all, everything? And he's like kind of, he's, his his ship got busted up. He's like kind of stranded. Um, what is it called? Kasserine? Oh, uh, the guy's called. name is uh Ma-
1: Mavrasal. No, is but the uh, oh oh the city the city is Car Car Car. Car-, 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 Car the once again very hard name to to Car Yeah, that yeah. sounds
0: about yeah. right. Yeah. yeah and uh kind of weird yeah and his name is was is like
1: uh Mavrasal and he's uh the captain of a uh, a ship called the Tuab and uh it's basically his ship got busted up uh they had to dump the cargo his crew abandoned him <laughs> he couldn't pay anybody so he's just like hanging out in the city um you know hard times for this guy
0: <laughs> yeah is he trying to trying to he got enough money where he's basically only enough money to fix the ship we couldn't pay the crew, so they all left yeah, They all so he's, like, so he's sitting there and then all of a sudden he hears a sound and and he looks over there and there's a woman hiding like in on the ship basically and um she's described as, like auburn ob- tresses and you know basically a sex spot you know like super hot like every other woman in,
1: in Wagner's material like every all the women in his stories are like super sexy like you know nice bodies like all that kind of stuff you know
0: yeah yeah <laughs> wait wait it should be in the 97 stories <laughs> just like in uh in Conan stories team yep and uh so you got this ah oh, fuck I dropped some stuff uh, You got, so you got this like sex pot chicken um you know they're he's, he's essentially trying to figure out why she's on the ship you know trying to stow away and she's like very vague about like she's trying to escape somebody you know all this and uh, eventually he gets her into the cabin gives her some wine and he kind of comes to find out that that she's basically she's saying that he, she's like Cain's slave basically right you know and yeah she's still, she still she loved kind of... him but now but now now she does and all this stuff
1: yeah there, there's this uh sense that he's she can't escape him basically. You know, and her her um, her name is Desolene. And she's actually the, the main character of the story, really, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, she is, yeah.
1: You Kane know, C- is almost like a supporting character in this because he doesn't even make an appearance in the story, really, until, a, you know,
0: until in about- flashbacks,
1: I guess. But in, in the ending is when you really, he's really, his presence is sort of known as more towards the end. But the beginning, he's spoken about. And it, the city of uh karsuchil he has like this kind of um reign of terror i guess like everyone is terrified of him he's like this evil sorcerer that like lives up in his like spooky tower you know and he commands this demon you know (laughs) goes out and does his bidding and stuff you know so he's an infamous figure in this town and everyone knows who he is yeah and uh she's like his in a sense his slave because she can't get away from him and it's vague as to whether or not they, she actually loved him but he is cl- like claiming to be in love with her yeah
0: kind of keeping her and and uh and of course we find out the map map was a maver Mavercell or whatever his name is um he doesn't he's not from here he doesn't know anything about kane he he in his mind kane's just some like shrunken sorcerer up in his tower or something you know what i mean like that's what he's thinking but
1: um I found that to be very, very funny because um that's the thing. As like dark and grim as like Wagner's stories generally tend to be, there is a little bit of like sort of like like you know, humor, like dark humor in it, where where like you know, the, the normally you think of a wizard as this kind of like in, inconsequential like dude who's like small and weak, maybe, you know, is is into just magic and sorcery. And that's what they're picturing Kane as. And Kane, of course, is the opposite of that. He's like this very capable, muscular, jacked kind of warrior as well as being a sorcerer. You know, I was I thought that was really funny in this story.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny too, because he's not the only one who makes that mistake.
1: Yeah, well. it comes up oh well, it comes up again later yeah. on too.
0: <laughs> and um and so he's like basically trying to to get her to like he's like, Well, just come with me, all this stuff and I forget if they have sex at this point or if it's later, but um then all of a sudden the the demon comes and knocks him out and and he wakes up and Deslin's uh, been taken away.
1: Yeah, the thing that I find funny in pretty much every sword and sorcery uh, story is how quick men are uh, are you know they're, they're offering money for sex like <laughs> like even, even uh, Mars Mavrazal. Like he's like offering her money to stay and have sex with him in his in his cabin, you know. Yeah. He's like, like I'm offering you good gold for what they're gonna take from you on the streets, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It cracks me up. It's like funny.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe times times were like that more in the past. <laughs> you never know, I guess. <laughs> um. So we also have like. After this, we have a whole section, which I guess is in the present, in which she's there in Kane's, like, ritual room, and he's doing some type of ritual. He's got, like, a corpse of a, of a woman. He's doing something, doing the stuff, too. I guess he needs to use the corpse of a woman for whatever necromancy he's doing, and she's there, and we're kind of given... It's a little fragmentary, though, like, the whole thing, and how she likes, Oh, I hate you on leave. And he's like, but I love you. You're never going to, you know, you're never going to leave me. And he makes her drink this like elixir thing. She thinks that he's poisoning her. Um, that's what she thinks are doing some type of spell to keep, keep or, or not poisoning her, but doing some, this like something to drink so that she stays with him. Essentially. That's what she thinks. You know?
1: Yeah. But the, the truth as we later learn, is darker than that for sure. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, and, uh, that's where like, A couple of different things, like like the first time I read this story, like I I had no idea what was going on really until the very end, and then I had to go back and reread it, and it makes more sense. So the first time, so any guys out there, if you want to check these out, definitely read this one twice because you don't really catch it the first time, but the second time, it's like okay, now this makes a little bit more sense to me. When you agree with me
0: on that, Carl? Definitely, and also the thing, thing that needs to point about Wagner is that although yes this is a sword and sorcery story you know it's very conventional it's not conventional though it's set in the sword and sorcery world but it's a very modernist type of fractured narrative with pieces of dialogue taken completely out of out of context in certain sections you know where you don't actually you don't know who's talking and who's responding really um it's very fractured like the way which I think was purposeful I think because he is it is from her point of view really so I think the she seems to have this kind of fractured kind of view like point of view in the story so Wagner kind of takes that kind of modernist way of writing of like making the text and the way text is reference the inner state of the character does that make sense so I' yeah. think what Wagner is even though he's writing in a conventional sword and sorcery world he doesn't write it as a conventional sword and sorcery story you know what i mean yeah, definitely yeah you know
1: and once again wagner obviously
0: uh
1: a fan of the genre you can see different hints of other other influences like you know there's like a herbert west you know reanimator thing going on in this story there's like you know a, a frankenstein sort of trip going on you know and and even a vaguely Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing with the elixirs and all this preparation and stuff, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it also, uh, it also yeah, reminds me of, like, of um of Elric with Elric's like sorcery. You know, was, yeah, uh, Elric would have already been out by the time that I think Kane created. I mean, uh, Wagner created Kane. so I could see I could see Elric being an influence on on Kane in odd ways, you know.
1: Oh, there's a crossover story between Kane and Elric, actually, which shows up later. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a crossover story. It's oh, yeah. you know, it's of course you know, it's great. You know, yeah. That, I, I actually haven't read that one, so I'm looking forward to getting getting to that.
0: There, it's and then there was a Elric and Conan crossover in Marvel back in the day. Right. Ima- imagine a crossover between all three. You get get Kane and Elric and Conan all together. That'd be that'd be really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, there's like the the big discussion about the world that Kane operates in is that it's not earth or something like that. Or, you know, and, and like, it's kind of irrelevant whether or not it's earth or not. You know what I mean? It could be another dimension, different reality, you know, earth in the far, far past, you know, before some cataclysm happened. I don't know. It's like, if you read online, people say that, well, Kane is like uh from a different planet or something like that. So I, I don't know. It's kind of irrelevant.
0: Yeah, it's irrelevant. I just see it. It's a fantasy world, you know? exactly yeah same ways you know elric's fantasy world or token or whatever you know it's not it's, it's where it is where it is it seems like kind of also like he never really codified the world like in the you know the way that like that like token had like the map and everything was very detailed i feel yeah. like i feel like so far from what i mine maybe just maybe it's not true but from my understanding of Kane stories it feels a little bit more uh vague in terms of re- places places relationships to each other and stuff like that you know what i mean
1: yeah the kingdoms are definitely it's not so well defined as in like conan you know what i mean where like aquilonia and like samaria and hyperborea like you have a real sense of geography when you read those stories but with these stories the cities and the different lands don't necessarily come up again you know there's like Carsu carsutio i believe doesn't doesn't show up in any of the other stories again you know, again so it's almost it's like this wide open plain of places well, and things you
0: know if you think about it you got a character who's uh, who's eternal so i mean that's kind of irrelevant to him because you know kingdoms rise and fall and landscapes rise and fall so you know exactly yeah um but yeah so now we're you know taken back in time which we don't realize but we are again of the kind of fractured story of her meeting this uh barbarian guy
1: yeah so this section of the book is called at the Inn in the blue window um and this is where we meet uh Dragar who's uh kind of a Conan sort of guy
0: yeah he's very very much a Conan he's a barbarian he he um doesn't fear sorcerers and things he could kill with his sword But, but yeah but he has kind of a trick up his sleeve which he has a sword called sorcerer's Bane which detects magic and sends it back basically so
1: now even yeah. even the, the effectiveness of sorcerers of i'm uh, sorry but wizard's bane is
0: is uh is
1: a little darkly humorous too in some ways you know what i mean yeah the effectiveness of uh of that weapon because it's uh he talks about it being forged from some or taken from a star that fall into earth and it has these magical powers and it glows in the presence of magic and you Know very impressive, uh, you know, sort of thing. So, right now, you're thinking, oh, this is a guy who might be able to actually possibly get the upper hand with someone like Kane, you know,
0: yeah. And, um, and uh, and she seems to see that too, like, she's like into him, you know, like, I guess this guy has that kind of barbarian, same barbarian magnetism that uh, the Conan does, a guy who's jacked and virile, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> actually he rescues her from um uh,
1: an attack she's being attacked by these guys and he comes in and saves her and that's how they meet you know and then th- this fast romance starts between the two of them
0: yeah and um and so they're getting it on and eventually he's like don't go back to the kane you know like i have my sword like just stay with me like, you know like I'll, I'll resist him and he makes the same mistake of thinking that kane is some like spindly weak man she's like no he's not basically <laughs> he's gonna kill you you know <laughs> and uh so, and yeah and she's like how much she loves her her she loves him and all this stuff like that
1: the, the sense too is like the subtlety here is that originally when you go back and reread the story a couple times you you get the, the subtlety that she was really looking at at, at dragar as a um like a tool like a, a method like a means to getting away from kane but you actually they actually fall in love with each other like they actually yeah. are in love with, in a real way yeah and then of yeah. course um very this part was very effective where kane you hear he's like coming for that for her right but first of course he s-
0: yeah first he sends the demon though and the demon yeah, right. comes and the wizard's bane glows and then the demon can't i guess you know enter or whatever because it's warded off by the demon the wizard's bane so then then he the demon flies away or whatever and then yeah then you it's sound for all and all of a sudden you hear Cain coming basically
1: it was very effective like you know, when you're reading it you you get this the sense of this like almost like uh like a high noon like setting you know almost like this western feel where you, it seems like time slows down and like there's a uh you can hear the horse the horse's hooves off in the distance as kane approaches and there's like this inevitability like to this confrontation that's going to happen between kane and dragar you know i thought that was really cool in the book or in the story rather
0: yeah and then when he does come up the stairs he really shows how powerful kane really is because he literally bursts the door open with his fist just pushes yeah. the door basically and the door just shatters open <laughs> and walks. Also in. <laughs> note,
1: they also take this time to note that Dragar is physically bigger than Kane too. That yeah. he actually he- is taller and more like bigger than Kane. You know, but Kane is still physically imposing, though he's the smaller man.
0: Yeah. And um and Dragar seems to think like, you know, I'm I'm faster than almost anybody, so it'll be okay, you know. But Kane ha- wields his sword of his left hand, which is interesting. So and um but it but they uh Drygar does save Kane a run for his money there for a while though. I mean they like like literally like is like trying to hit him like it's you know, he's not no it's kind of a stalemate, although he's starting to wear down where Kane shows absolutely no sign of wear tiring at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and but the thing I was going to mention about about uh, Wizard's Bane is that, all right, cool, sword glows, right, but it doesn't seem to have any any magical powers though. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's well, just a regular sword when they fight when they're fighting.
0: Yeah, like all it did was was disperse the the demon thing. But when it came yeah. down to actually fighting, it doesn't have any any extra powers at all. Yeah, it doesn't if help I, him I with the of, fight.
1: I I always found that funny, like reading that part. You know, it's like it's like oh you know did he buy this off of some dude like on canal street or something you know like it's like <laughs> these kind of things where it's like I there's almost like i I felt like they're like wagner might even have had a couple of paragraphs describing like how this guy was like sold this sword by a merchant somewhere and you know thinking that it had magical powers instead of it being a sword forged from like the ore of a star or something you know and it, it actually is kind of a like a fugazi like sword you know
0: yeah or it has like an enchantment that works like only once or only works in certain situations yeah like yeah because all it did was That's... repel the one thing it doesn't repel kane you know can't yeah. do anything gets flesh and blood sorcerer
1: <laughs> yeah because essentially it's just a regular piece of steel you know when, when he's fighting
0: kane yeah and um and they're fighting and he does get a hit on kane but kane so kane Transfers to his right hand, but it doesn't slow him down at all. Like, he fights just as fiercely with his right hand. And eventually, he, uh, I get, you know, disarms Dragar. And, um, and all the time, too, he's telling Dragar about how, oh, she, she knew about your sword and knew about you and was like doing this just to, like, taunt me, basically, you know, like, and he also makes a statement about um how he actually engineered this whole
1: meeting because he wanted to have that sword in his collection.
0: You yeah, know,
1: there's like a difference he suggests that, you know, somewhat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. She had the whole thing was kind of was kind of engineered and um but then she actually fell in love with Dragar, which was the problem. Um but then Kane kills Dragar like uh, you know, putting the sword through him. And then she's like holding his dead body and everything, you know. And uh, yeah, so there's that that thing that that um, although the whole situation was was kind of arranged in some ways by kane it's it was in a weird, in some ways, it was like uh, it became as she actually loved him. So, which we will find out later. There's also
1: like the implication that this is a cycle that happens all the time. Like, where this is almost like an endless game that they play with each other, where she uh recruits like uh the services of other men to try to escape uh her, you know, Kane basically. You know, this is not the first time this has happened, and this is just like bound to happen again and again and again.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's where it, that's, it seems like. It, yeah, and uh, um. And it seems like, it does seem like a weird kind of, I don't know, it's one of those weird things that sometimes people get into where, you know, he's like asking her about having sex with these guys and all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like you get these.
1: That's that's exactly the thing, man. It's like, even though this is a sword and sorcery, like fantasy uh, story, it's almost like the story of like, like a narcissistic, toxic relationship, you know, where like, you know, Kane, we learn and we learn later on in like in the closing of the book where he's a really powerful moment. I mean, that's that's the section I read in the beginning, which is like very powerful, I thought, you know, but uh it's it's a more of a he looks at her more as like a possession almost, you know, and and it's it's this very uh narcissistic point of view that he has where he just wants to keep her and toxic you know very toxic sort of situation and, and it it's such like um, a statement such a um analysis of like just a, a bad relationship really you know
0: yeah which which is another common common thread in Otto wagner stories <laughs> yeah. yeah he talks a lot about that in his other stories too yeah and um yeah like now we so now we go back to present time in which uh in which the Maversall stuff is is continuing and she's going to see him and on, on a ship and having sex with him and you know like he's telling you know basically they kind of uh concoct a plot to uh to murder kane while he's in his uh deep in his necromancies basically right yeah yeah when, when he's
1: in the grips of doing all these uh rituals and procedures and all that stuff yeah, yeah. You know up in his uh spooky tower that he has you know, yeah yeah exactly.
0: the- yeah exactly because he thinks that oh well, we can't get away if we don't if we don't kill him you know so uh so they concoct this plot that you know the next time that she's supposed to be there to drink this potion that he makes her drink that Matt the guy will sneak in and then they'll she'll stab kane or you know he'll, you know they'll they'll stab Kane to death or whatever basically is what their plan is essentially yeah so
1: this um final chapter in this story is called drink a final cup and um of course we learn what the true nature of this elixir that kane is concocting is and it's essentially something to keep uh, desolate alive because she um hung herself after dragar was slain and uh basically Cain resurrected her and this elixir is what keeps her alive not just like in in under you know bound by a spell so it's it's like this necromancy sort of thing that's
0: going on yeah and uh yeah we find out at uh, right at the end because because uh they they do try to do their their plot but it doesn't succeed and he just tells them you know, take her away. Like you, you'll, you'll regret it or whatever. I forget what he, he says. Like, but well, that- what happens
1: actually is the last, the cup that he concocted for her gets broken and she does, is not able to take that final, that, you know, that dose of the elixir. So she leaves without taking the elixir and he kind of, he lets both of them go. And he's like, you know, I give up on this, like have her, you know?
0: Yeah. And, okay. uh, yeah. And we get that final in, in part in which uh the guy wakes up in the boat with a rotting corpse, basically like a moldering yeah. decayed corpse, like in the bed with him. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, it's intense. Out.
1: Yeah. But Kane's monologue, which is like, you know, I read that in the beginning of this um episode for the for the intro, it's like so powerful, and you get this real sense of what the bleakness of immor- immortality you know, and this whole like story is basically you, you have the sense that he's been alive for probably thousands of years at this point, you know, and he's seen empires rise and fall and everything turn to dust around him. And all he wants is like one thing to, to stay with him forever, you know? And, and that's, it's almost like desolate. It's not even about her. It's about, he just wants something to keep with him throughout the eons, you know? And um, it justifies like, even if that to take, To preserve the beauty of like one flower even if that flower did not want to be plucked from the soil like something along those lines like even though against her will even though she would rather have stayed in the world of mortals he thought it was justifiable to take her out of the world of mortals to just to be with him you know this self very selfish you know very self-centered uh like move you know and it's like Kane is the bad guy in this story, man. He's like a total villain. Like he's the va- the villain in this story. There's nothing
0: heroic about him at all. No, yeah, and um, yeah, and it, I get the feeling that um, that she would do things like that to make him jealous, like when she was alive. But then she fell in love with Drygar and killed herself. But now she is doing this because she wants to get away from him. But because she's dead, basically a reanimated corpse, like she can't really seem to remember certain things or like, her consciousness somehow kind of messed up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. seems kind of fragmentary. Like she's just kind of doing things and, um, and kind of bringing all these other guys into to it that he keeps murdering. Like, and he thinks, I think he thinks that she's just doing it for her own amusement or something when I think she genuinely actually does hate him, you know, after what happened with Dragar, you know what I mean?
1: Now the thing, you know what, what I, I, thought about like recently, like after rereading this a couple times, was the um the dirt the, the amount of time how much time do you think passed between dragar and maverisal Mavris- Do you think mm-hmm. it was like hundreds of years have passed or something like that?
0: Probably, yeah. It it's like, like that's the sense yeah. I get too
1: is that it was from it wasn't just like in a matter of like a like a, like a couple of years or whatever. It was like the drag the dragar thing happened a long time ago. And when she killed herself and he was reanimating her and keeping her young all for like maybe a hundred years. And there's been this cyclical thing of her finding other men to try to help, have her escape. And finally, he sets her free just to like wither away, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like he's keeping her alive because he can't. Cause he want, yeah, because he wants to keep her there, even against her will. Like he wants to keep her lie you know and it's undeath or whatever and it's very egotistical and uh monomaniacal in a lot of ways (laughs) yeah but but i think it's it's really driven by his own sorrow and his you know you know sometimes you get into those like lonely i'm lonely and depressed type of mindsets like you can actually get very egotistical you know what i mean yeah
1: and 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 think about that loneliness and depression like over eternity you know for like with an immortal sort of vibe to it you know it's like even him, even him saying like even love is probably a hollow word to him at that point you know I, I love you you know like what does that even mean as someone who lives forever you know who's watched everything crumble and fade and wither away you know
0: yeah it's just a yeah. kind of passing fleeting emotion for, for something like that i'm sure you know like they kind of can see that the uh yeah, yeah i mean mccain's definitely not the good guy in the story which is what i mean like when i said at the beginning he's kind of an anti-hero i mean in in stories he can be a good guy sometimes but he's he's very uh very complicated gray character you know yeah yeah even
1: even more so than elric you know like elric is another anti-hero but like kane kane is definitely more almost more evil than any of these other quote-unquote anti-heroes you know
0: yeah like elric is an anti-hero in a way but but he actually has a, a kind of some type of sense of wrong and right which is you know what separated him from the from his own people and everything you know like he's much more is a sardonic hero but he's more of a hero than yeah kane is is definitely uh you know he, he he's the end he's what is what he's the protagonist of the stories doesn't mean he's like the good guy all the time you know <laughs>
1: but in this story i don't even I, I would say desolence more the protagonist really than Kane, you know, yeah. she's in most, most of the, the text, you know?
0: Yeah. And it does seem to be written from her point of view in a way, you know, I'm not. Yeah. so it's like, um, like I said, he's kind of like a presence, like a lurking presence in, this, in most of the story, like, and the presence is, is creating fear, you know, mm-hmm. he seems kind of, uh, yeah, like a character that makes other people afraid and, and, uh, um, has this ominous sinister aura around him, you know what I mean, yeah,
1: man this stuff would be in this day and age would be such like such possibilities to make this into like an ongoing like series or something like that if it was done well, you know
0: yeah or yeah if somebody did maybe even did something where you could uh um do you know every each episode was like a different story kind of,
1: yeah yeah for sure you know and and because there's such a, a a wide open you know world that you can do because he's immortal you know
0: yeah, yeah but you sure would
1: you good. would need someone like robert eggers or something to make this you, you really couldn't just hand this off to some hack to do it because they would just turn it into like you know rings of power or something like that
0: yeah exactly yeah to do kane right and wagner right it have to be somebody who like like Robert Eggers, who can handle like darker subject matter and you know make a make an adult movie. You know what I mean? Like because I think in the wrong hands that like, you could have somebody try to turn C- Kane into like some like goofy like you know uh, like like that you know like how they did with the Cole movie. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know surprisingly, I, to my knowledge, Kane have do you know if Kane has ever had a comic book treatment?
0: I, I don't no think idea. so. I don't think so. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't think so. Yeah, you know Elric, Conan, Call, Saul McCain. You know they've all had little forays into the comic world, but never Kane
0: You know. Oh, and and off topic, but something else I just want to mention real quick is there's they're making a return of the Savage Swords of Conan, uh, black and white magazine. Really coming, coming out in February. Yeah. Oh wow! Publishing yeah. it forget the name it's like the new Conan publisher I forget the name uh um, oh uh yeah Titan or something like that yeah Titan their yeah. their main comic book series is really good I've, I've been getting that so I'm looking forward to us I mean a Savage Sword magazine Black Knight magazine back be- coming back was pretty cool it's all new
1: stories or is it going to be adaption you know once again adapting the Howard stuff for
0: I don't i think it'd probably be news stories but i don't know what i what i saw just was a cover reveal and saying it's coming out in february so looks pretty so cool you,
1: you recommend those titan uh Conan's?
0: yeah so far i mean they're only about four issues in but i definitely recommend it it's really good so far like you're not you're
1: like the second person who's told me that they're pretty good
0: yeah uh, and the art art is good um I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, that last Marvel run was pretty good, but uh, this one's shaping up to be better, actually.
1: I right, so there's four out so far. Yeah, there's four. Yeah, four. Yeah, I got, I got a, a good Conan is always always a good uh,
0: good thing to read. Yeah, I have I have that in my box and when I I have to get put the I have a box at the comic book store, so I need to put the new Savage Sword on there. But I just want to mention that for anybody who's listening, this is probably going to be interested in checking that out too. (laughs) But it it would be cool to have Kane as like a B story, like in the Savage Sword. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's like, it's just such a crime that Wagner's mostly out of print, that our friends at Valancourt are the only ones to even try to keep any of his work in print. You know, And besides this stuff, he has all these other... uh, like southern gothic tales like creepy westerns like stuff like that that you know just out there in the ether you know
0: yeah he's got a got a ton of work that that is currently just you know kind of caught up in you know you can just go buy the, the old paperbacks but that's about it you know like and all the all the you know his um conan novel and his brand mcmorton novel are both out of print you know you can only buy the old 80s paperbacks of those too you know pretty much everything you know everything he's done is out of print right now
1: so everyone out there definitely try to pick up these kindle editions i guess because that's all there is you know
0: yeah but i definitely i mean this is a great start to the Kane world like a story undertow um again like it has such a dark heavy vibe to it you know, that's one thing i really love about about wagner is how his stuff's actually like very adult and modern in a lot of ways you know yeah and and there
1: is always just a tiny bit of dark humor in there too thrown in
0: yeah with dark yeah. humor and then and then there's always like nods to to those who came before in a lot of ways he always puts a little bit of. Like in in all those horror stories there's always like some type of mention of like weird tales or you know something like that and and this kind of feels like a little bit like it is oh you got the the dragar character who's basically like a a conan type character you know what i mean
1: well i mean as we get further into the kane stories they you you actually see some other mythos crossover references too you know like the old gods the old ones things like that and uh shows up in a lot of uh you know Wagner's material there's always nods to all this other other uh weird fiction uh tropes
0: yeah you could almost say that uh possibly Kane's kind of taking place in the same world as uh you know still a lovecrafty and you know chambers type of world in its own way
1: yeah so yeah so this is a strong start um it's definitely sets the tone uh ironically it's more of a horror story than in you know sorcery adventure type of thing. But, uh, I gotta be honest, I, I, having read most of these stories, like I, I always, you know, kind of favor the more horror oriented ones, you know what I mean? For me personally.
0: Yeah. That's what I feel too. Even about, um, the Conan stories, my favorite Conan stories are the, the ones that have a lot more of the dark sorcery and, and horror, like, you know, like black Colossus or, you know, like uh Zeus, all of the dusk and stuff like that, like. I like those kind of stories a bit more to have that that element to it.
1: Yeah, so coming up, we got a bunch of good stuff with Kane. We got werewolves. We got, you know, giants. We have, uh, you know, creatures from other realms, you know, half-men, uh, straight-up sword fights, all kinds of cool stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, we got battle. battle. I, I'm sure there's battles and all kinds of stuff in there, too. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I mean... This is just the beginning of a of a thing, and and then when we get to the the novels, we'll have to figure out how we're going to uh, tackle those because we'll have to either do try to do it all over one episode or break it up into like two episodes or something.
1: Yeah, that might be those might be multi part explorations. You know what I mean? It might yeah. be might be yeah. better to do that in like one or two parts or something just because of the you know covering a novel is a little bit different.
0: Yeah, we haven't we haven't done that yet, but. I mean, the novels are probably like, are all like what? A couple hundred, 300 pages long. Something. Like that. Yeah, they're not, they're not very long. They're still, you know, they're short novels. Yeah. So, I mean, probably, probably two episodes. I would imagine to cover them properly. We just, we'll just go, okay, we'll, we'll cut it in half and, you know, tackle the second half. Yeah. Yeah. But we got, a, we got a bunch of stories still left. And then how, there's four, four or three novels. So four There's novels? Three novels. There's three. Yeah,
1: Bloodstone, Death Angels, with Shadow, and, uh, wait, isn't Darkness Weaves the name of one of the novels? Hold on a second. I'm like, it's like bump blanking. Yeah, Darkness Weaves is a novel, I think, right? Yeah, Darkness Weaves. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Should have uh, knew, th- knew that right off the bat, actually, but yeah. Yeah, Darkness Weaves is on is the novels, yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, I was just looking real quick. The, Cause he, on uh, on here we got Night Winds, Bloodstone, the Book of Cain, Death Angel Shadow, Dark Crusade, and Darkness Weaves. So Bloodstone, Death Angel Shadow, and Darkness Weaves are the are the novels. So Book of Cain has like uh, five stories, and then. Uh, dark crusade i'm checking to see uh that looks like it's a novel so there's four novels
1: okay yeah that correct?
0: yeah so there's two books of short stories and four novels so yeah so and this story this one has uh um how many stories it's got one one two three four five six six stories so there's a total of uh 11 stories and four novels so we'll be at this for another year and a half before we get through through Kane <laughs> that's good that's good man actually almost two, almost two almost two years yeah because it'll be yeah
1: we got a lot of material to cover you know yeah. and then we got to try to find a way to, cover, to find find the other stuff too to talk about there's other material like he has this like uh st- like weird western character there's like two short stories i can't remember the guy's name though right um, I'd, like,
0: I'd like to read that because i lost you Carl there you go the uh I, f- I feel like um the weird western is definitely a uh a genre that i'm i really into i like that kind of Horror, horror western stuff and uh, i uh like to read read his version of that too but i wonder where you can even find those stories i don't know man but that's that's the that's the mission over the next couple of years we got to find those stories somewhere to read you know <laughs> yeah maybe we'll get lucky and valancourt will start putting out all this stuff dude i mean
1: valancourt puts out so much cool stuff you know and i, I hope you know lonely place sold well for them and like maybe they'll see another volume of his other work you know and we can all be happy about that you know
0: yeah it would be cool i mean it would be cool if they did kane it would also be cool if they did the second volume of his uh horror stories because he had a second horror story collection as lifetime so i feel like that would be the natural nat- natural next step for them since they put out an only place would be put out yeah the other volume of horror stories so hopefully hopefully in next two years that happens <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully we also get some Kane Kane reissues too. I would love to have that that two volume set with the four novels and the stories like come out again in some format. You know what I mean? Yeah. Besides
1: these, uh, you know, the creepy like artwork they have for the Kindle editions.
0: <laughs> yeah, the artwork is just just absolutely horrible. I wonder who came up with that
1: someone who never read the stories is like the guy has like a headband and like i don't know like it just he looks like the singer and lover boy from that that band in the 80s <laughs> that's what that's what they have kane depicted as so i think the guy's name is mike reno from lover boy yeah he's got it, like headband on and like no shirt and stuff like that
0: <laughs> on top of that like he's supposed to have red hair and this guy's got doesn't have does not have red hair he's got he's he's wearing like uh um like a fur like loincloth basically and fur, like armbands like it's just yeah it's pretty goo it's goofy <laughs> it was like it's horrible i was wondering i hope no hope whoever did that didn't get paid a lot <laughs> i'm sure they didn't get paid anything
1: that's uh a good start to this uh next chapter of our darkness weaves project so i'm looking stoked you know i was looking forward to it
0: me too dude well uh, yep well, next 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 uh i'll let, let everybody know next story they're covering is going to be uh two suns setting so
1: read sounds that. very chambers-esque yeah. to me yeah it does yeah
0: i hope so that'll be our next. Our next story is Tucson Settings. So if you want to give it a read over the next month, so people are, can read along with us, you know that's sweet. That's where you can just get the Night Winds compilation on uh, Kindle and read the second story. Some. And uh, we'll we'll serenade you through the holidays with uh, some some cane. <laughs> Alright, man. you talking to you. You too Take care, man. Bye.